0: Folks, welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. I am Justin Horniker, back with another addendum episode today. We're talking to Ricardo Cominelli, who writes with me at Area Sports Network. He covers Colorado Rapids, also covers the Northern Colorado Hailstorm. You can follow him at Winners and Losers. I'll also have his Twitter tag down in the show notes below if you want to learn more about the Colorado Rapids. And this was a conversation I loved having because I feel like we don't get a ton of opportunities to go deep, in-depth of what this organization looks like and you know the direction that they're heading and i think you know from the stock with ricardo you get the sense that you know they're starting to commit to robin Fraser and the direction that that team with their roster spend is heading in and while they'll have results like two years ago where they won the west last year where they fell fell so hard and this season where they're you know trying to fight out of the basement of the west and into a playoff spot and you know for the record i think that they will probably get there but we'll talk about some of the difficulties in this podcast and you know what to expect as st louis lines up against them on saturday so let's get into this conversation Alright, everyone, welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads Podcast, the STL Pod, of course, for our addendum episode. We're talking Colorado Rapids today with Ricardo Commonelli. Ricardo, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, Justin. Thank you so much for having me on today.
0: Anytime. I was telling you off before we got started though. I feel like we don't get enough of an opportunity to really like dive into Colorado just with where they are in the MLS conversation, but I'm a I'm a truther when it comes to that coaching staff and like being able to get more out of less. I feel like, I don't know. I like Robin Frazier a lot, but Ricardo, how are you feeling about this team right now as things stand?
1: You know, as things stand right now, I'm feeling very meh. It started <laughs> very negatively. Yeah. But the, you know, the last few runs we've had away from home have been really positive. We got four points out of six possible. Our first one of the season. I mean, it was against sporting Kansas city, but at least we're not worse than them. Yeah, so, that's a good point. <laughs> feeling a little meh, a little
0: positivity in me ahead of this weekend, but um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. Yeah. So Bradley Carnell made a point to mention in the press conference last week about how like they're not taking Colorado lightly because they haven't lost a haven't lost a game in the last four matches, and you know in the past five have an even goal differential. Like I feel like they are not to say turning a corner, but at least like defensively, it seems like things have really kind of straighten themselves out if they could find a goal scoring option it'd be a different story
1: yeah i think defensively it's really coming down to the three guys in the back with danny wilson lala sabubakar and uh andreas maxo and then of course sam nicholson and both keegan rosenberry have been playing these wing back positions so the rapids doing this three in the back slash five in the back has been really uh giving them a little bit of an identity so far and uh Getting a little bit comfortable as you mentioned with an even goal differential
0: in their last matches getting through it i think like that's the most important thing in this league you don't want to be bad and like not have an identity so at least if you can have something to like hang your hat on a little bit it helps
1: yeah well i think we're pretty mid <laughs> pretty mid so mm-hmm. hopefully if we can uh make our way up to a little bit to a middle of the table i think that really projects where we are right now a team that averages one point per game
0: so yeah Ricardo, like, what were the, I guess, like, what were your expectations before the season started? Because I think it was a little bit mixed, just with like Robin Frazier always seems to get more out of the team than you maybe expect looking at the roster. But like, what were your expectations before the season started?
1: Yeah, I had really high expectations for the Colorado Rapids to really bounce back from 2022. I thought 2022 was a really bad year. They really, a weak team on the road. They missed out on playoffs after. In 2021, they were first in the West. So it was really disappointing. And I thought you can only go up from 2022. And um, with the acquisitions that we made over the summer, bringing in a DP center back and Andreas Maxo, and then um, new attacking options and Kevin Cabral, who, you know, right now hasn't gotten many minutes. You know, at the beginning of the season, feeling a little bit more optimistic. Jack Price was going to come back. Everyone's feeling excited. Diego Rubio had a really good season last season. So, you know, I thought the wrap is we're really going to go ahead and be a team that can make the playoffs. Um, maybe if they were going to go ahead and push for a top of the h- top six push, mm-hmm. it was going to be if they can get the wins away from home. Um, but man, it started really bad. It started worse <laughs> in 2022. So beginning of the season, I had high expectations right now. I've been humbled a little bit to kind of sit back and see where yeah. this it is going.
0: I think when you have to start Darren Yappy, not to say that he's not like MLS quality, but when that's Mm -hmm. your kind of lone striking option for the first game of the year, like that kind of sets the tone, unfortunately. (laughs) And I was hype about him. I'm not going to
1: lie. I thought he was, you're right. You know, starting him the first four matches, after four matches, I asked head coach Robin Frazier if he's feeling any kind of pressure, you know, living up to the expectations. I mean, not, we were, we were goalless through four games. So questions were being asked like where are those goals coming from why is he starting over our dp acquisition but uh i see your point you know <laughs> it, it raises some uh it's some eyebrows not very excited when you have 18 year olds starting at the front line for you so
0: yeah i mean it's exciting and not exciting at the same time like you love like i don't know i always love seeing academy kids come up and like play good and like play through but yeah maybe maybe not when you like rely on it for goals because academy kids are gonna make mistakes especially in their first game or so you mentioned kevin cabral what's his situation right now because he hasn't been playing
1: yeah a lot of questions asked with you know this was an acquisition by the front office if it aligned with what was in plan with head coach robin frazier mm. um and he kind of gives him the last 10 minutes at most of the match. You saw that against Austin, um, get against LAFC came on kind of late. And so it kind of, I, I saw some fans, you know, obviously they're upset at the fact that we're not scoring a lot of goals. Why is someone that, you know, we acquire for a lot of money who's here on a big paycheck, who's supposed to bring in the goals, why isn't he getting the minutes? Why isn't head coach Robin Frazier giving the minutes? But, uh, nothing definitive right now. It's probably tactical. Um, you know, president, Padre Smith just went on and said, you know, be patient, give it some time. Things are going to bloom out. But uh, so that's where we're standing right now with Kevin Carbell, being a little bit more patient. And he's competing against Jonathan Lewis and
0: Darren Yappie right now up top. So goodbye. Does it almost say more about Lewis and Yappie that, like, you know, you're keeping him on the bench for, like, except for those handful of minutes at the end of games, really? Yeah, it's interesting seeing Lewis now
1: playing at the nine because he was more playing on the left-hand side last season. So I wonder if he's having to have to get accustomed to playing in this new formation that we're playing under Frazier with the three in the back, which only gives us one guy up top. So between him and Yappie, it's an interesting
0: battle. Is there like, and I guess this this is where we can take this conversation next, but obviously us here in St. Louis are familiar with being owned by a Kroenke Sports and Entertainment group. Is there like kind of unease in the fan base that like if you miss on your dp and like the one time that they spend money that's going to be a while before it happens again or like what's kind of the general read as far as like ownership goes Well it's it, you know
1: I'm not too entirely sure honestly because right yeah. now there's been a lot of organizational shifts a lot of people moving around it seems like quite a handful of new promotions for the internal front office um to try to get you do maybe an idea or an identity of what the call rapids are going to go ahead and go to towards in the future. I mean, in the last few years, I feel like we're more of a money ball team where we're picking mm. up these players who are undervalued by the rest of the league, trying to, you know, figure out if they're going to be a good, uh, take a good player or flop. Building through
0: trades. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, right now it's kind of interesting to see where it's going to go ahead and go. I think with the organizational shifts, um, and you know, I think the other teams in Denver that are owned by Kroenke have really successful. Uh, so a little bit of patience. I know maybe there's a little bit of anger from the fans that uh, Kroenke is not overly spending on mm-hmm. the Rapids as much as the other teams, Colorado or other soccer teams that he owns. But
0: that's where we are. That's the kind of team that we're are right now. We're a, what a money ball team. So <laughs> Yeah, like I think the Rapids have such like an interesting spot just in like U.S. soccer history, obviously being an original MLS team. And I don't know, Denver is such a strong like soccer market too. I feel like they should have a prominent place in the like general U.S. soccer landscape. But like, it does feel like they need an identity, and I think like the building pieces, at least for Robin, like Robin Frazier's there, and you can basically build a team around his play style, and I think you're going to be pretty successful. But it seems like they haven't necessarily committed to that yet. And who knows,
1: maybe these new acquisitions and we got some international players in Connor Ronan and I mentioned Andres Maxo and they come in with quality and they've already shown mm. it uh, at the beginning of the season playing almost every minute they can. So um, if, if that's the road we're headed to it again, and that led to a little bit of the optimism at the beginning of the season, we're getting excited. We're not picking up <laughs> scrubs. We're picking up yeah. some actual good players and uh, who knows it's, we have to be a little bit patient. The season's long right now. We're
0: struggling heavy with the heavy injuries. So, and like sixty-six percent of the league makes the playoffs. So it's always, always on the horizon. I fear that the Rapids are <laughs> going to be one of the teams, though, that hands St. Louis a free goal.
1: Some one of the a pass back goal. I have a fear. We're gonna see something like that. It's hopefully they keep our composure though. Yeah.
0: So that's, that's a good transition. Let's, let's move into kind of how you expect the to play. plays. So we talked about this a bit on the main pod and I feel like it's going to be similar to how Minnesota kind of attacked St. Louis and that they kept everything nice and compressed. They, you know, tried to make it so St. Louis can open the game up and like really made their press kind of ineffective. Like, how do you see Colorado handling if St. Louis comes out like, like they did against Cincinnati this yeah. past weekend where they're just running at you from the start.
1: Honestly, I do expect St. Louis to come out that way if, you know, they get a foot in the game early. I'm talking the first five minutes, if they're able to feel that, you know, mm. the possession and the pressure, because after that, you know, with the way that St. Louis can go ahead and bombard that Rapids defense, they're just gonna go ahead and sit back and absorb it and hopefully launch off the counterattack. So if the Rapids can with withhold. I think it's going to be pretty heavy on the, you know, the St. Louis. The ball is going to be played heavy on the Rapids half, mostly in St. Louis possession. The Rapids can counterattack. I think after 60 minutes, when it's the altitude and the, you know, the lower oxygen levels play into effect a little bit on the tired legs, that's when I think the game's going to open up a little bit more and the Rapids can actually maybe capitalize if they bring in the right players, like a late Barrios substitution or another Pacey player, either Yapi or Lewis really catch up maybe one of those tired St. Louis defender legs. But mm. it's going to be hard. The, the Rapids are most likely going to do what they did against Austin and LFC, and as I mentioned, just absorb it. So they're just probably going to absorb, absorb, and counterattack as much as they can.
0: Yeah, it'll be a tough test. St. Louis has U.S. Open Cup game on Tuesday, so it's kind of a quick turnaround for playing this game in Colorado and playing the U.S. Open Cup game. And uh, Yeah, it's kind of a... I look at these teams like with colorado with minnesota like these teams that can just like not say hunker down but they can you know absorb a lot of pressure with, through their center backs especially and like i feel like that's a little bit of their kryptonite just with having to control more of the ball than they would maybe want to so i think it's gonna be actually a pretty interesting game
1: i'm really excited actually for your uh u.s open cup matchup against union omaha i'm a huge I have a a Northern Colorado Hailstorm team. Shout out to the USL 1 team here. (laughs) And Union Omaha fans are great. So I know how much this competition means to them. So I think St. Louis fans are going to absolutely love this competition going forward as well.
0: Yeah, US Open Cup. I love it. Some of my favorite soccer, honestly. Oh, Ricardo, thanks for hopping on. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can check out Ricardo's work at Area Sportsnet. But Ricardo, where else can people find you if they want to follow you along?
1: Yeah, you can listen to my word on Twitter, Instagram, um, Twitter on Linners and Woosers, or myself, Ricardo. You can check us out there from everything MLS, Rapids, USL, you name it.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Ricardo.
1: We'll talk soon. Well, thank you.